A fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika With Us, we are inviting you to join us for a fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika With Us, we're joined by Maria from the Academic English Support. Today, we'll be going over what the support system is and what they can do for you as a LEU student. When should you reach out to them? My name is Rebecca and let's start the Fika. So hi, Maria. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And thank you for bringing us more information on what the Academic English Support is. But before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, are, are you Swedish? I'm Swedish from birth. Uh, I've had some episodes when I've <coughs> excuse me, lived abroad. I've lived in the States for a few years. And uh, yeah, but I'm back and I've been back for a long time. That's great. So the most important question probably is what is the academic English support? It is a, uh, a free service. And it's for LIU students only. Um, and we've been doing this for a long time now. It's it, We started, it's actually 10 years this year. So, yeah. And uh, so we have students that contact us, uh, about 400 students a year, or mm -hmm. 400 contacts, not 400 students, but maybe 400 contacts. That mm -hmm. includes like emails and, and all of those things and help. And we're about four to five teachers uh, from the English department who respond to the student requests. And uh, yeah, and it's all teacher run. It's free, like I mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, and most of us have, have PhDs. So you're going to be getting uh, good support from the English department. And, and what kind of, um, more, more specifically, what kind of students are reaching out to you? Is it because they need help with uh, assignments or with mm. their thesis? Or what exactly, what, what kind of English support are you providing? It's language support mostly, but also on, on, uh, not on, never on content, content mm. you know, like uh, subject content. But it's more like it's on form like what should come first and those kinds of things. Like So with so grammar? If, and yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be a grammar or it could be all kinds of uh, support. So, I mean, we can help you with speaking and we can help you with writing. And as far as writing goes, it could be uh, if, you're, if you're writing an essay or if you're writing mm -hmm. a master's thesis or whatever, uh, we can help you with how to make the text more coherent, for instance. It could be... Uh, what part goes where in the assignment? This has to do with structure. Uh, or it could be how to integrate quotes or secondary sources without plagiarizing, because mm. that's a very big issue. You don't want to plagiarize. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, how do you, how do I use this reference system that is properly, that's been suggested that I use in, in, the, in, in the essay? And uh, how could I improve clarity, for instance? So it could be all, all those kinds of things. And also, it has to do with grammar and vocabulary. It has to do with uh, tone, perhaps, or register, which words are uh, do I use in this context? Mm. And, and also, if you're a student from another country, how do I write these kinds of texts in a Swedish context, in a mm. Swedish university context? Um, so that's if you're asking for help with an essay. But I mean, there are other things that we could help with as well. 
Mm. So you mentioned that it's it's free for all your students. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Is there any distinction between international students and Swedish students? Is this something that both international and Swedish students can benefit from? Absolutely. I mean, we have um, the, the Swedish students are haven't really asked for so much help yet, but it's it's mm. increasing. So initially, it was mostly exchange students um, and and people taking courses then in English, and but also Swedish students in Swedish programs. You would have usually they would speak Swedish, so then they would yeah. turn to the Swedish uh, language support, of course. But if they're writing assignments in English, um, sometimes essays or abstracts or, you know, little assignments like that could be done in English, and then they turn to us. But we do see, um, uh, I think initially it was more students who did have a problem with the language. Mm. But we see an increase now from engineering programs, medical students are coming to us, and those are traditionally students who do very well for themselves, usually. Mm. But I mean, they realize that if they if they get somebody to take a look at their text, get some you know another pair of eyes to read it, uh, they, the text come out the better, and mm-hmm. and it's good for them. So I think that's why we're, why we're seeing an increase in, in in sort of a diversification, I suppose, in the kind of students that come to us. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. So when what is kind of the procedure that happens? So if if for example, I need help with my assignment. Um, would I, for example, email you and be like, hi, uh, I have this assignment that I need to submit uh, in two weeks time and I've written a draft here. Could you have a look at my draft? Is this how this would work or would it go a little yeah. bit differently? I would usually you would actually you would go to the home to our homepage, mm-hmm. uh, which you will yes. provide the link for, <laughs> which you promised. <laughs> um, and then you will find a um, like a form there that you fill in. And so what you do is you Google, you could Google academic English support and you could always find it that way. And then all the way on the left in a menu, you can find, um, uh, make an appointment with AES and then you click that and then you get a request form, which asks you to fill in certain things. It asks you to fill in you know, what you would like help with. Uh, it also asks you to fill in your name and email address, of course. And then I would respond to that because mm. uh, that ends up in my inbox uh, uh, pretty much immediately. And then I, I search my inbox every once a week or something like that. And then I will respond to your email by sending it to a language um, supervisor mm. who would help you then with the kind of questions that you have. There's also... Um, in the request form, you can say a little bit about what you need help with if it's, mm. you know, a small assignment or whatever it is. And is the, um, the feedback given in like a call or if you if you send your assignment, do they leave some comments on it and then send it back yeah. or are both possible? How how would that usually go? It's it's up to you, really, to the student and to the um, to the language supervisor who would then mm. help you. Um, so you decide how you would like to meet either if I think a lot of them are meeting now in zoom. So we're meeting a mm. lot of students. Yeah. In zoom, Understandable. Yeah. But I think it's even, it's just so much better because you can share the screen and you can take a yeah. look. Yeah. So, so I think most, at least I give feedback in like the comment function Yeah. and then I would give suggestions or I would, you know, show, and then we could discuss the comments that I make by both of our, our, you know, by us both looking at that document uh, in Zoom. Uh, but um, I think some students like to meet in person. 
Of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, some students would uh, like to actually uh, send an email with an attachment and then get feedback and not meeting and not talking. But I think it's probably better to to, to, to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, language is not very straightforward. No, it isn't. <laughs> and English especially is not one of yeah. those straightforward languages. Yeah. So you've mentioned a couple of scenarios uh, in which students could reach out for, for assignments or presentations maybe. Um, but is there is there like an upper limit of, of how much work you can give the, the academic English support? Mm -hmm. For example, my, my thesis is about 30, 35 pages long. Mm -hmm. So would that be too much? Like, is there is there a limit yeah. to how much you can ask? Right. I mean, grammar uh, problems or language issues that we have tend to repeat themselves and mm. they tend to show themselves within the first couple of pages. So we read like maybe five pages or three pages, something like that. Mm. And if you want just grammar feedback or feedback on the language, if you're talking about structure, then of course we'd have to look um, throughout the paper, but maybe not read every each and every word of it. So, uh, but we don't, one thing that we don't do, it's not, we don't proofread. So it's not a proofreading service at all. It's more like, uh, it, it, it's more that we want to give you the tools to, to deal with it. And, yeah. and, you know, the students that they should learn. So some students, some teachers give exercises if there's a recurrent problem uh, that that student has. Uh, and then they solve that and then they will be able to, you know, look at their own text with a different kind of set of eyes again and discover mm. their own mistakes. So I think that's how it works. So if you're looking for a proofreading service, that that's not it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, since you mentioned you can also help with speaking, I was wondering if someone, for example, is preparing a presentation, mm. could they also get some feedback on their presentation? Yeah. We've had that. Uh, so then, of course, if, if sometimes um, you can, of course, you can get help with with uh, preparing world presentations. And I think uh, depending on where you're from, it's more more or less common. In mm. Swedish education format, it's very common to give oral presentations. Or uh, so. So I think. It would be good to find out what it includes and how one could go about it. And we would, of course, then help you with your with the preparation and, and what needs to be covered and perhaps, you know, organize which order uh, mm. you could work with it or uh, how to plan a, a PowerPoint or whatever. So this happens, but it happens less often than, than, than you know, written assignments yeah. actually yeah understandable understandable yeah so we, we've gone over some some situations in which students can and should reach out if, the, mm -hmm. if they feel like they need some help but uh just as you mentioned like it's not a, a proofreading service what are some other situations in which students should not reach out because this is not just not the correct uh place to go for mm -hmm. their issue uh, it would not, if you're, like we help on, uh, we, we don't help PhD students, for instance, mm. that's advanced uh, level that we don't, we don't help PhD students, uh, but we do help uh, students who are in, in the programs, in our programs. And another case when, um, if it, it has to be, of course, uh, course oriented, mm. um, so so that's important. And another thing, if you are in an English, uh, pro if you're in, if you're studying a student of English mm -hmm. with our department, 
then usually the assignments that we give are covered by the curriculum. So mm. those are the goals that you're supposed to fill. So then we can't help you, of course, because yeah, you will yeah. get the instruction within the format of the course itself. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are the only restrictions, actually. Um, so no proofreading and not PhD students. Um, but st- right. And Leo students, of course. All right. We actually do get... Um, so when you, when you ask us for help, you have to give your Liu ID mm-hmm. or your Liu address because otherwise students will come from other universities and get the free service. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to check that. It has happened that people are trying to slip through because yeah. it is a great service. That's, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's, that's a very good overview of, of how the service works. Um, so maybe a question that's a little bit more personal. What What is something you wish students knew more about kind of related to the academic English support? Is there any type of situation that you see very often that you kind of wish like, oh, I wish you would have come to us sooner, for example? Yeah, I would say that it that's what it is. Come soon. Don't come mm. like a week in advance. I have to turn this in a week from now. Uh, so uh, but so so don't wait till the last minute. That that's the main thing, and also I'd like them to know that even if English is your first language, there's a big difference between being a fluent speaker of English and being an academic writer of English mm. in a Swedish context. So yeah. uh, I think everybody can get support on the level that they're at. That's the I think that's the elegance of the whole thing of the whole setup because you do get individual support. Um, and that means that you get the support on the level that you're at. So I think writing traditions, of course, are, are very different in, in different countries and different fields of studies. Yeah. So if you change the, your field of studies, maybe assignments uh, are expected to be different, yeah. uh, differently yeah. done. So I, I think that, that it's well worth uh, checking us out, actually. Mm. So if, if anyone's coming to either study program or doing exchange here and they're they don't feel super confident mm-hmm. in their English, it's it's definitely positive to to reach out early. Um, and and maybe get some some extra feedback. I know I personally um, I I have an issue with comma placement in English. Um, because I, I mean, I grew up in Portugal and I I would say my main language is, is Portuguese and, and Portuguese has specific rules about the placement of commas in a sentence. Um, and I, I kind of transfer that over to English, but then it doesn't look quite right. And I always, uh, with my, my supervisors or group colleagues and everything we always end up like should the comma be here should it be there where, where did this comma go <laughs> so, uh, so maybe maybe it's a good it's a good thing to, to contact us <laughs> yeah yeah you should definitely reach yeah. out and ask yeah. you about commas <laughs> but but i mean in terms of who can i, I think in terms of um, what students should know I, as, as a bottom line is don't feel intimidated by the fact that it's a small assignment so if you reach out to us the first time that you're handing in your, your master's thesis, then that's the first assignment that you're going to get help with. Mm. So I think it would be smart when you come, you know, ask us for, you know, the first review that you get or ask us for a report or a written exam or yeah. a summary or something like that, mm. something small, because then you, there's a learning process. It's There's no quick fix to language. You just can't take a pill and then it, you know, works yeah, <laughs> immediately. Of course. So it's the, the learning process is long. And I think just with, uh, you know, so starting early, I think that's the best advice I could give. Start mm-hmm. early and and uh, be open about what you want help with. 
Yeah, and and you already mentioned that usually a short text already has some indication of what the struggles, yeah. what the person specifically struggles with. Absolutely. So if if you make certain grammar mistakes in in a short commentary paper, then you'll probably make the same mistakes in, in your thesis, even though it's it's a bigger document. Yeah, I think that's that's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next question is, what is the best way to get in touch? I mean, you already mentioned that you have a website mm-hmm. and th- the fastest way would be to Google it probably. Yeah. And then you fill in the form and make sure you get the email, your own email address correctly. I just try correct because I just today I was answering to some um, requests and I couldn't get a contact in contact with one of the students because the, the, he didn't fill in his mm. email address correctly. So now I have no way of contacting him. I can because the request form doesn't sort of show his. Oh, I don't know. But, but oh. <laughs> frustration. M- m- yeah, m- yeah, frustration because he needed help. He wanted. He really wanted help. And now I can't help him because. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, person, whoever you are, if you're yeah, out there, <laughs> yeah, try again. If you don't hear from us, that's the that's that's a good thing. If you don't hear from us, try again. Oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> actually very something. Good. There may actually be a problem with email. Reach address. out early because you never know when technology fails you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we'll leave the link to your homepage in the description. So mm-hmm. if anyone's listening is interested in reaching out to the academic English support, then they can do that um i think that's can everything add one thing yeah yeah of course I, that i think we forgot i mean it's open to all the students and all campuses actually so mm. if you're on campus vala or Norshipping or campus us that that was what i wanted to say is there for the in-person support would they have to come to vala or are there people in the different campuses as well there are people in Norshipping, but so far we haven't i, I haven't met anyone at us yeah. Yeah. But luckily, the U.S. Yeah. is not too far away from no, it's not too far. So yeah. it's it's nice that there's someone in North Shipping, so they yeah, don't they don't good. have to take the campus bus all the yeah. way to North <laughs> to get their language support. Yeah. So if you prefer to meet with people in person, then you can do that in both cities, which is great. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty much it on my end. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Uh, No, I don't think so. I think we covered it. All right. We'll skip to the most important and final question of each episode, which is, what is your favorite type of fika? Okay. Either it's coffee, uh, cappuccino (laughs) or espresso, something like that. And and if I have milk in it, it has to be oats milk. I really like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, for tea, it's green tea. My favorite at the moment, I keep switching. At the moment (laughs) is kusmi, K-U-S-M-I. It's called white Bellini, it has this wonderful wow. uh, smell, and it's just jasmine tea is great. And, yeah, uh, and I'm a tea person as well. You're a tea person. Do you yes. like green tea? Or? Yes. Yeah. I I drink a little bit of all kinds of teas, and yeah. uh, you know, green or black when I need a little bit of caffeine. Uh-huh. But when I don't need caffeine and I'm relaxing, something very fruity that smells yeah. amazingly is just the perfect thing to love. This white Bellini, it's so tender like it's so soft do you have any pastries that you like i do but i don't if i if i say them maybe i'll have to go and get one so (laughs) (laughs) i'll leave that out all right a cinnamon bun is always good though a classic a swedish swedish classic isn't it all right thank you so much for being here maria it was great to have you and i hope that the listeners at home have learned more about the academic english report and and will consider reaching out if they're not super confident in their english Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun.
You've listened to Fika with us, with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Maria. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon. <laughs>